Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hello, friends. Welcome to Wednesday night in the upper room. So glad you could tune in tonight, and we're just believing God for great things. Wow, you missed a great service Sunday if you weren't here. My goodness. It's so good to be in the presence of the Lord and see people uh, being delivered and set free and healed and, and uh, see the, just the presence of God being here. He will keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee, the scripture says, and he was here on Sunday morning. Now, he's always with us. We know that. But uh, when he manifests himself in a service like that, it's just special. It really is special. And we're praying. I don't know about you. I hope you're praying for more of uh, meetings like that. We need that in this day and this hour. We need to be in the presence of the Lord as a, as a body of believers together and uh, see him do great things. So hope you hope you have opportunity to be here next time. But uh, if you're not, make sure you tune in every Sunday. We'll be here and every Wednesday for until the Lord tells us that we can't. All right. But praise God. I'm going to talk to you tonight about and probably next week about the prosperous soul or, you know, listen, it's, it's important that we know that we're made up mind, will, and emotions, and uh, our soul is. And in order to prosper, we have to, in health, if the John, I'll read that scripture in a minute, but in 3 John 2, it says, He beloved, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Well, we have a part to play in that. So over in Romans 12, 2, you know this scripture. These scriptures, I won't uh, tell you anything you didn't know. But it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Down here in the notes, it says, uh, to, be on, uh, to be transformed by the renewed mind committed to the ideas of the kingdom of God. Prove means to test and to prove by practice in everyday life that God's will for us is good and acceptable and perfect. How many of you know it is good, acceptable, and perfect? That's his will for us. Now, in order to, to live the kind of life we, that God wants us to live, we have to, we have, to be, have a soul that prospers. Over in Genesis, it says we're created. God created us in his likeness and image. Uh, ability and change and choose and choose life. We are to live by our choices, and we do live by our choices. The Bible says we can change and be more like Christ. Paul said, Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. What's imitate mean? It means copy after. Um, I, I remember there was a, a, in scripture, there's be a poetic performer or be a, a doer of the word, a poetic performer of the word of God. In other words, act like Jesus Christ, amen? Paul said to do that. Now, it goes on to say, Paul is writing to Christians here in Romans. This is the Christian church at Rome, and he's writing to Christians. He says, not all Christians will experience this. How many of you know we, we can be born again, maybe even been spirit-filled and speak in tongues and still not uh, appropriate all that God has for us if we're not renewing our mind uh, and amplified on a continual basis, it says, a continually renewing our mind. But, uh, and when we die, we can go to heaven, we're saved, but that doesn't mean we're gonna live the way God wants us to live here on the earth. Amen? Amen. To live on, the, we have to live on God's terms if we're gonna live the way he wants us to on earth. Now, 
you can live on your own and, and you can go your own way, but guess what? You'll have what, what comes with going your own way. To, de to the degree you allow God in your life is the degree, degree that he can work in your life. I mean, you know, he wants to work in your life. And if you're not renewing your mind you, uh, to walk with God every day, don't expect to God see God every day. Amen? This is, a, this is a journey. This is an ongoing thing. Being born again doesn't guarantee success on earth. It gets you in, into the kingdom. It gets you started. To experience God's blessings from day to day, we must continually renew our mind. Now, I wrote, I'm writing, reading a lot of this because I wrote it down, but these are my thoughts. It's a sad thing. Born again people who don't walk in what God has for them on the earth, but will find out in heaven what they could have had. Isn't that a shame? What they could have had here on earth. Now we know heaven's going to be uh, grand regardless of, uh, you know, it is. Now we don't want to just have the attitude, well, just get me in the door. We want to go there and have some rewards. We want to be able to say we serve God with all our hearts here on the earth. So when we get there, we'll have some rewards. It won't be wood, hay, and stubble. It won't be, it'll be some precious things that we, rewards will be. But we all have choices. Everybody has choices and we all make choices, either good or bad. And God would want us to make the right choice. If we're gonna renew our mind and have the kind of mind and the mindset and have the kind of things and blessings that God wants, we have to renew our mind. Now, 3 John 2, I told you I'd read that. Beloved, I pray, now he's praying for Gaius uh, who had been sick, but he's, it was speaking to us. Do you know that word still speaking to us to, when he says beloved? <laughs> How many of you know we're the beloved, amen? We're in the kingdom of God, we're the beloved. But it says, I pray that you may prosper in all things. How many, in, he wants us to prosper in all things. That means in every area of our life, he wants us to prosper. Spirit, soul, body, uh, in, in, in the world that we're living in. He wants us to be prosperous in our health and prosperous in our finances and prosperous in our serving and prosperous in our giving, prosperous in every area of our life. Amen? Relationships. How many of you want to prosper in your relationship with your family, your friends, uh, with your spouse? Amen? That's what God wants us to do. And Paul's, or John's writing this, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as what? your soul prospers. Now, if your soul's not prospering, you're not going to be a, a success in all those things. In fact, you'll probably be going another way and, and, and everything will be just going, turning out uh, unpleasant and bad, amen? But, uh, but as I said, your soul is made up your mind, your will, your emotions. Now, here was John, the oldest apostle, uh, the apostle of love, the revelatory pros, uh, apostle. He's telling us, if you want to prosper in life, your soul is going to have to prosper. Now, that's just, that's just the fact of the matter. Now, you know you've heard all these things before, but there is a, a key to, to prospering in our soul. The key is to learn how to change. I mean, you know, the, the, the old saying is uh, uh, a lot of times when as people get older, there's a pain to change. There's a pain to change for a lot of things in our life, but especially we have to change our minds about things. We have to allow our soul to prosper. So as we, our soul prospers, we'll prosper in all things. Now in Matthew 25 or 12, 35, it says this, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. Now brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure will bring forth evil things. 
If our soul is going to prosper, we have to bring those things out of our heart. What's in your heart will come out of your mouth. That if it goes on to say there, Jesus said, uh, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak after he's saying this sort of thing right here that uh, you can make the treasure good or you can make it evil. So it's, it's our decision. Our decision is that, that uh, or should be that we want to know God, we want to know his promises, and we want to serve him. Now, you can be the same person you are everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you can be a husband, you can be a wife, or a, a spouse, whatever. You can be uh, with your family, with your friends on the job, but you get better at everything as your soul is prospering with the things of God. Amen? It goes on to say in John, uh, 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 3 John 3, that, that he was glad to hear that his, his children, now he, John called them his children when he had started churches. Now, we could say that about our own uh, children, our own families, but what he's talking about there is the churches that he had been involved with. That was, he considered those his children. He said he, he, uh, he loved to hear that they were walking in truth. I mean, you know, there's a lack of truth today. The devil is the master deceiver, and what's he wanna do? He wants to steal the truth and bring a lie. In fact, Jesus said in, you know, over in Matthew 24, in the last days, what did he say? Take heed to yourself that you not be deceived. What does deception do? It, it, it takes away the truth and brings a lie, amen? So it goes on to say, he, he said he was glad they walked in truth, and as our soul will prosper as we walk in the truth of God, amen? What is the truth? Thy word is truth. Over in John 17, 17, he said, sanctify, Jesus said this, sanctify them by your word, your word is truth. God's word is truth. If we don't have God's word in our heart, our soul, it will not prosper. So we have to begin to do that. Over in, in Luke chapter four, verse four, it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word or every, every thought or every truth that God puts out by the word of God. That's how we're to live. We're to walk in truth. We're to live in truth. Our soul will prosper if we're walking in truth, but we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Amen? Now, in John 8, 31 and 32, uh, you've heard this scripture many times. If you listen to me, you've heard it a lot of times because it's one of the most important scriptures, I think, uh, that you can find. All they're, they're all good, but this one's one of those important ones. And it's Jesus speaking here. If you abide in my word... <laughs> now that's an important thing, but in the in the uh, in the Amplified Bible it says continual, uh, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them. Then you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. How many even know that? Do you want to be a disciple or are you just going to be a convert? Are you just going to go to church or are you going to be the church? See, there is a difference. You know that, don't you? It's like I mentioned last week on that in our broadcast. I used to have a little uh, 67 MGB. I wish I still had it. It had uh, wire wheels <laughs> on it. And, and, and the hub was right in the middle of that. You know how to, a bicycle has a hub or a wheel. That, but it had spokes on it. True believers... True people that seek after God want to make Jesus the hub of their life. That means in everything they do, those spokes that go out, that means everything, every way of life, everything you're doing in life will be a part of what, what from that hub. It'll, it generates from that hub. But we can't live our life 
that uh, other. If we want to be a disciple, we have to know the truth. We have to abide in the truth. We have to know what the word of God says. And that, in order to be free, free, free from the sin of penalty, a penalty of sin, but also free in our thoughts and free in our mind and free to serve God in a great way. Amen. So a disciple, one who lives in, abides in, and focuses on God's word. The soul that uh, prospers in truth prospers in all things. So that's what we're talking about today. Is your soul prospering tonight? Is it your soul prospering in all that you do? Are you seeking the Lord? Are you calling out to him? Are you uh, making him your hub of your life? Please do that. You say, well, I've been a Christian for 40 years. So what? What are you doing now? Make him the hub of your life and he'll continue to let you live strong and live long. Amen? Amen. Why am I not prospering, you might be saying? Not getting breakthroughs or prayers answered. Must put God's authority in the word of God uh, more than those in the world, <laughs> in the doctor, in, in, the, in the talk shows, in the friends, in families. What are they saying? It's contrary to the word of God. You have to know what God says about you. That's the most important thing you can do is find out what God says about you and begin to say it for yourself. Amen. You got to get a new identity. I was just talking to somebody uh, yesterday about an identity. How many of you know, uh, if you go uh, to get on an airplane, you got to have an, uh, a passport, an identity, right? Well, we need, we need a new identity. We've been born again. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And we got to get the new identity and the identity, what God says about us, not what we used to be. Amen. Because those things have passed away or should have passed away. Now in Luke 15, there's a good story in Luke 15, and you know this story too. It's about the, the prodigal son, the, the, the lost son, so to speak. And we know this story, and it's important to know this story because it tells you a story about a young man that had everything and then lost it and then regained it. But how did he lose it? That's what I wanna present. And it's this young man, it says this young man, uh, a certain man had two sons. Now, there's, there's, a, there's two ways to preach this, and, and both of those sons had a, had a way that uh, we need to talk about at some point. But tonight, I just want to talk to you about the younger of the two. And it said, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided it, them his livelihood. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there, uh, there uh, arose a, a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. In other words, he was out doing his thing. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the, that country, and he sent him into the field to feed swine. In other words, he's out in the pig pen. So he's out there, and he says, And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the, the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Even he couldn't get, the, get what the pods that the, the pigs ate. He's in the pig pen. But when he came to himself, listen to this. He said, how, how many of my father's hired servants had bread enough and, and to spare and I, I might perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. How many of you know when you're going out on your own, you really are sinning against God, <laughs> against heaven? And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to the father. 
his father. But when he saw, was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. Wow, this, what a story this is, amen. And ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to the father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight that I may no longer worthy be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is, is alive again. He was lost and is found. And now, and they began to make merry. Wow, this is a son. It said over in, in, in verse 17, he came to his right self. He came to his self. Amen. How many of you know we need to come to ourselves sometimes? Hallelujah. Sometimes we can get lost. And, and uh, he had a great life, my friends. He had everything. He had everything, but he blew it, didn't he? It, in verses 17 through 24, the son was dead, the father said. What's that mean? But now he was alive. He was separated from the father. When we run away from God, guess what? We're in separation from him. Like the father's, what happened when he didn't, uh, uh, when he ran away from the father? He lost his blessings. He lost his presence of his father. He lost the protection of his father and he lost the provision of his father. Because why? Because he was living for the flesh. <laughs> How many of you know it can be in, in, a, in a right in the right of, place at the right time, but decide you want to run off and do something crazy. Well, over in uh, Romans 8, 5, and 6, and I'll get back to a little bit more of this story in a minute. For those who live according to the flesh, that's what he was living according, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. That young man had life and peace right there in his father's house. But he was looking out at the world, seeing what was going on. And then the son ended up, how did he end up in the pig pen? Well, he had a carnal mind. He was beginning to think like the world. He, wasn't, he had everything he wanted right there, everything he needed. He had the blessings of God. That's what, in, a, in essence, this story is about, is about a compassionate God that will bring you and, and receive you back when you repent and ask him to come, it, to come back into his father's house, come back to his house. There are people we're praying for right now on a regular basis. God, show yourself strong. Turn their hearts back towards you. That's what this story is about. But this young man, had he was looking at the world. His mind was out there thinking, oh, it'd be so nice to be out there in the world. He had stinking thinking, I'm telling you. <laughs> he wasn't thinking right. He had lost his mind. And it goes on, he, he thought he knew better than the father. How many of you growing up, I, I don't know about you, growing up, and it can still work with some people today. They always think they know more than everybody else, that they have the right way. Well, you get out of God's word, you'll find out how quickly you can go down, uh, uh, how quickly you can go down. But he ended up in poor, broke, uh, depressed, busted and disgusted I said <laughs> that's how you're thinking of uh, when your thinking goes off when your thinking goes awry guess what you begin to slide back backslide there's no marking time in the kingdom my friends you're either advancing in the kingdom or you're you're dropping back don't th think you can just stand there and it'll be, it'll be all right what happened to the uh, to you, might, you know might say what happened to brother sister and sister so-and-so well, they went off the rails. 
They quit thinking about God. They quit going to church. They quit uh, needing, thinking they needed uh, God in their life at that time. They only need him in their life when something went wrong. Well, listen, we need him every day and every minute of every day. And most of the time, if we'll find out that if we get in his presence every day, if we get in his word every day, if we, if we draw near to him every day, we can avoid a lot of things that would happen to us adversely. Amen? They made wrong choices. They make wrong decisions. The carnal mind separates you from God after you, and you'll make foolish decisions. Amen? Now, thinking right. What's the number one thing? We need to think right. As a person thinks, in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a person thinks, so are they. How many of you know we need to think right? What, what, how do we think right? Well, we got to get in God's word. Like Romans 12, 2, when Paul was saying you need to be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That's when you begin to think right. Secondly, your soul prospers with right choices. How many of you know that uh, over in Deuteronomy 13, uh, 30, 19, it says, God says this, and I'll just paraphrase a little bit. I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. But here's what God says. Choose life. Choose the blessings. He says you choose. Now, he, said, he tells you what he wants you to choose, but he says you have to make that choice. Everyone has to make that choice for themselves. Choices do matter. What? Life for death, prosperity for poverty, health for sickness, joy for depression. God says choose life. Amen? That's what we're to choose, right, as we go along in life. Everyone must make a choice and or makes choices, bad or good. What we choose, blessings or cursing, life or death, God or the flesh. Now, in Joshua 24, 15, he says this. Joshua says this. He's made a choice. Here's what he says. Choose this day. He's telling the followers to do this. Choose this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, your will is an important thing. What I say that the soul was made up of, your, of what the theologians say, I'm not saying I brought it out, but theologians say mind, will, uh, and emotions or make up your soul. Well, you know, your will is probably one of the most important things of all of that because you can will to do something. Your emotions can go up and down, back and forth. I mean, you can be all over the place with your emotions, but when you will to do something, and, and you know, you've heard of people saying, man, they got a strong will. It could be a strong-willed child, but I've known people that have outlived uh, the condition they had. You know what I mean? When people live and they think, wow, did they live? They had a strong will to live. Well, your will is important. So here's what you can do. I will serve the Lord. No, I don't. Well, I, I don't feel like. No, I will serve the Lord. I will renew my mind. Well, it, it's not easy. I, I, I just got other things I'd rather do. I, you know, no, I will renew my mind. I will read my Bible. I will pray. I will be obedient to the things of God. Amen? Amen. These are important areas in our life. Important areas. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. How's your soul tonight? Listen, five... Five things in changing and growing and prospering our souls. First of all, uh, number one, be aware of how we really think and believe. We need to have regular checkups, regular checkups. Go to the doctor every now and then to have a checkup. 
He checks your body out and says, well, you're lacking this or you need this or you're okay, right? Well, we need to check our heart all the time. Where are we? Have regular checkups. Number two, be aware of how God wants me to think. He wants us to think the right things. Philippians 4, 8. Think on these things, whatsoever things are lovely and pure and virtuous and full of praise and of anything praiseworthy. Think on these things. You can go read it for yourself, but it's, that's basically what it says. Think on the word of God. Think on the good things of God. Amen? Focus our thoughts on God's thoughts. Well, <laughs> this word is his thoughts for us. Amen? Practice the thoughts of God until they are our own thoughts. How, you ever, how, you think, how would you like to think like God on a regular basis? You renew your mind, get your soul prospering, you'll begin to think like him. Lastly, number five, live the thoughts of God in everyday life. His word is his thoughts. Now, here's what he, over in Jeremiah, you know this, this verse, 29, 11. It says, this is God speaking. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I mean, you know that. So tonight, I'm just, next week, I'm going to talk to you some more about your soul because it's vitally important that we renew our mind and fill our hearts with the word of God so our soul will prosper. Amen? Amen. So let's just pray before we get off here tonight. Father, I thank you so much that you're always, oh, you're always calling us, wooing us back as that father of the prodigal was looking for him as he was afar off. I thank you, Lord, that you're such a wonderful God that you always... You always woo us back to your to the family and into the fold. And so I, I just thank you tonight that everyone's souls out there will begin to prosper, that they'll get in the word of God and renew their minds and begin to have a prosperous soul so they can prosper in all things, be successful in all things, because that truly is your will, because you said you know the thoughts you have for us. Always good thoughts, always good thoughts, thoughts of peace and not of evil, and to give us a, a future and a hope. That's our hope is in Jesus Christ. We give you praise and thanksgiving today that you called us out of darkness into the light of your dear son, dear son so we could walk in the blessings of God and be a blessing to others. We thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be blessed on a Wednesday night. We'll see you next time. Have a good day. Night. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.